Welcome. This is Heidi from Discerning Grace. Today I'll be begin a new series called Spiritual Growth. I'll be breaking down different spiritual disciplines or exercises. After the episode, you get a chance to ponder a few statements, noticing if any resonate within you or you feel catch on a word or phrase. I hope you're looking for these. This week, again, you'll have a chance to go deeper. If you want to talk about what you've noticed, visit me on Tuesdays, ask for an invite, and I'll send you uh, a link to Coffee and Contemplation. For those of you who made it to the Lenten retreat, thank you. I believe this deep listening to scripture and to sharing what we notice the Holy Spirit stirring up in our heart is a practice that is so needed today. From the faces and tears I saw on Zoom, I'd say God was with us. I will keep you updated on the next one we have. Let's pray. Lord, open the eyes of our heart. We want to see and hear you. Keep me focused on you for these few minutes. Amen. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in season, and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do, they prosper. Psalm 1. This new topic I will be sharing is categorized under the heading of spiritual formation. If this is a new term, think of it as transformation, going deeper. It is not something you acquire because you go to church. If that were true, I have watched many, I mean many, football games during the time my husband was alive. All the weekend games, Monday night football, and later years they added Thursday football. I'm telling you, I was exposed to more football than any wife should, be, should have to watch. That said, I may be able to quote teams and rules, but I could never play myself. I know the game, but I don't have any skill or experience. The information never developed deeper than just surface knowledge. Plus, I had no desire or passion to apply the information. I learned because I was exposed to it so often. Dallas Willard, in his book, The Spirit of the Disciplines, writes, My central claim is that we can become like Christ by doing one thing, by following him in the overall style of life he chose for himself. If we have faith in Christ, we must believe that he knew how to live. We can, through faith and grace, become like Christ by practicing the types of activities he engaged in, by arranging our whole lives around the activities he himself practiced, in order to maintain constant connection and fellowship with his Father. Most skills are practiced by repetition. Sometimes we want to learn about a new topic as quick as possible, so we do cramming. We do a big Google search, and then ta-da, we know all about it. However, with things of the heart, one must slow down, breathe deeply, and read with your heart, says Richard Foster. My encouragement to you is to listen with your heart. Let the ideas swirl around in your head and your heart. Let them, let them sit a little bit. 
We'll start slowly. We'll take deep breaths, focus on the goal of living like Jesus, not in mastering a particular practice. We'll take our time. Remember, I only get to chat for 10, 12 minutes. But with these small bites, we are not only exposed to the practice, we're able to enter in with our hearts for a short time. God created us. He initiated our ability to have a personal relationship with the Creator. We love Him because He first loved us. 1 John 4.19 We are responders. God reached out to us. Then we are challenged to love Him. Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. I took this out of Luke 10, but you can find it frequently throughout the Old Testament. I noticed it first in Deuteronomy. If some of you have read about the Enneagram, it divides much of our interactions and responses into three categories, heart, mind, and body. The spiritual disciplines are activities that that involve the heart, the mind, and your body. These are just practices we can use to grow closer to looking more like Jesus. Maybe to become a disciple. This is not a to-do list where you get to check off the practices and move on to the next. (laughs) You know who you are. You love checking things off. But the truth is with God, growth is not linear. Did you hear what I said? Growth is not linear. As we practice, edges begin to blur. Our mind begins to recognize the masks we wear and who we truly are in Christ. Our hearts begin to soften and open because in God's love, there is no fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. I would like you to think this week, about the idea of spiritual exercises as channels of God's grace. Grace is a gift from God. We feel God with us, and the practices are to recognize God's grace towards us. I'm going to do a little vocab here. I looked up, and the Latin word discipline means course of learning and training. So if I take the verse from 1 Timothy that says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. I want us to focus on, you know, discipline and godliness. And then in the Greek, our New Testament was written in the Greek, the Greek word gymnasia, I probably slaughtered that. You guys can tell me about it later. Means to exercise or discipline. That word is the root for our gymnasium and gymnastics. I hope you're beginning to see a picture that I'm trying to paint about the concept being spiritual disciplines or exercises, something we have to do. When I am going to start talking about maybe a list of these, there's a common list that over centuries of Christians practicing, we've developed three basic categories. Inward disciplines, outward disciplines, and corporate disciplines. Again, relax. This is not a race. There's no competition. And exercises are optional. But God is love. Let us learn his love language. Gracious God, I am so thankful you love me. Help me to learn your ways. 
Give me wisdom and strength to follow Jesus' example of love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me leave you with a football quote by the Dallas Cowboys old coach Tom Landry. The job of a football coach is to make men do what they don't want to do in order to achieve what they've always wanted to become. I want you to think about your love language this week. Do you smile and give someone a hug to show them you love them? Do you think about them when they're, you're not with them? I want you to begin to notice how you show love. Talk to you next week. Blessings. Bye-bye.